<laughs> Sometimes that happens. Uh, we had an S&M queen, this girl named Mickey, who was on the show. Really? And Oh, yeah, it's a long time ago. And um, anyway, at the beginning of the show, we actually videotaped it. She nice. was pouring us drinks or giving us our beers. Uh-huh. And she's like, hello, boys. And she had these fucking pints that she just poured all over the microphone. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, Jesus, no, we just bought that. <laughs> That's, oh, man. But an S&M queen, she's not supposed to be pouring your drinks. Oh, yeah. You know, you're I'm supposed, supposed to, be to be the slave, right? Yeah, I mean, that's not really... It sounds all kind of mixed up already. Yeah, it was kind of mixed up. You know, we're very nice to her and polite. I guess you're right. supposed... No, you're supposed to be polite to... No, we did the right thing. We're polite you're to her. You're supposed to be polite, and, and she's, she's supposed to be, be a bitch. Yeah, that's right. A real cunt. <laughs> that's right. And, then, and I guess she was. She just poured a... a, a Two pints of IPA. It was at Gamusa. She's like, so... Oh, on so the sorry. microphone. On the, this microphone right here. Oh, uh, well... It was sticky for the longest time. It seems like it's holding up all right it is so no it's it's actually a really good microphone what is it the uh, yeti blue fantastic yeti yeah anything with yeti is <laughs> got to be pretty good right <laughs> can't go wrong with the yeti no well i might beg to differ on that <laughs> uh <laughs> you meet one of those motherfuckers in the forest uh you might uh you get torn not, apart you might not be too cool you could get torn apart. You could get raped by a Yeti. Wait, wait. A Yeti's like a spirit, right? It's like a wraith. No, it's like a fucking Canadian Sasquatch, bro. Really? I thought, well, I guess they're both monsters. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a Canadian Sasquatch. That's yeah. what a Yeti is? Yeah, they're Holy like... Holy shit. And they rape you? Well... Oh, man. Did, I mean, did, would did he, a Yeti go to prison and learn some tricks or something? I mean, well, <laughs> I... You know, I... Me. I've been to Fillmore. Roar. You know, they're you know, a Bigfoot's brown mm-hmm. and a Yeti, he lives in the snow in the mountains in like Canada. And he's white. And he's white, like a, a like a polar bear. N- yeah, not like a Caucasian white, but a <laughs> no. a Shido white. Like a, hair, yeah, yeah, like a polar bear. Like oh, a polar man. bear. Oh, that's scary. But so I it's mean, like a white ninja. They just pop out of like nowhere, you know? Yeah, but a ninja's Stealthy, you know, and a, a a yeti. He 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 comes bumbling out of the forest, mm-hmm. horny as fuck, and he. he Wait, might, how do you know he's horny? Well, I mean, is that like you're living legend? in isolation? And I mean, have you ever seen a female yeti? No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know that these things were real. I thought they're ghosts or something. Well, I don't imagine a female yeti's pretty. It's kind of hairy. And, yeah, real hairy. <laughs> I Maybe mean, if she shaved all the hair off, she's gorgeous. Is she mi- well, I, I mean, you're like, oh my god, it's like that weird. Keep the razor. You like that weird R. Crumb uh-huh. anatomy, you know, yeah, strong yeah, yeah. anatomy, but big, uh, thick calves. Yeah, I mean, I think with a female yeti, it might just be thick everything. Oh jeez, wow, that's wild. And uh, you know, I, I, I just imagine a yeti. You know, he's got some built-up tension, Mm -hmm. living in isolation in those woods, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's feeling ornery, and... uh, He sees me walking around and shit, (laughs) picking strawberries or something, I don't know. Well, it's winter time, Oh, I guess uh, I'm not picking strawberries. Maybe you're hunting or something, and... uh, (laughs) Hunting? (laughs) uh, You know, uh, uh, you might get raped by a Yeti. (laughs) 
Oh man, so our neighbor, our neighbors to the north are just not a great neighbor, I guess. Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. They're great Canadian, people. Canadian, I no, don't know. Canada's man. awesome, but like, yeah, their their monsters are worse than ours. What, what does America have? We get the well, okay, we've got Bigfoot, we've got the Jersey Devil, um, we've got a ton of UFOs and aliens and stuff in uh, Roswell. And uh, wait, is that it? Uh, oh, we got like haunted houses. But also, they got haunted houses in Canada too. I don't know, man. Uh, I just. I flew on Canada, Air Canada. To come here? Yes. Really? Yeah. How was that? I never flew Air It was a fucking shit. It, it was a, a shit storm, man. Worse than American Airlines? <sighs> well, I had called in advance to order a vegetarian meal. Uh-huh. I get on the flight. They're like, oh, we don't have a vegetarian meal for you. I was like, you fucking dicks. Are you serious? Yes, yes. So luckily... Somebody had like abandoned their flight. Mm-hmm. They, like the lug, their luggage had been loaded onto the plane, and uh, whatever reason they didn't show up, and that uh, that motherfucker ordered a Jain meal, Indian Jain meal, which is completely vegan. So I got to eat the Jain meal, which is well, that's good. It's uh, that's hey good. man, you that was lucky. all right. <laughs> not not. Because of uh, Canadian thoroughness, let me tell you. Oh. Hey, man, you know what? The way and I they it? lost my bag. Oh, they lost your bag. They lost a bag, and I had after I was very tired. I had to go through a one-hour uh, process of signing forms and while you're in Japan, while I was at the at the airport. Wait, wait Narita. Yes, yes, yes. I don't understand. It, wait, did you transfer flights or was it direct? I transferred. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, that's the only way I could understand like somebody losing your bag or something. But well, it was like my carry on. They so lost for, your carry on. You know they. How did that happen? So <laughs> I, I thought they're supposed to be with you at all times. Well, you know, I don't want to bag on Canadians because I like them. No, Canada's awesome. Canada is awesome, and I love. Ice hockey, mm-hmm. and I love hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. I've been over mm. 400 San Jose Shark games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but, Canada's awesome, dude. We love Canada. Yeah, but uh, so they're, you know, I've taken this carry on on uh-huh. many flights from Japan back home to San Francisco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, stingy Canadian socialism. They're like. Oh, put your bag in the thing, and it was too small. Oh, now you've got to check the bag. Okay, fine. I- I'm happy to check the bag. I don't have to l- lug it around the airport, and those motherfuckers lose it. Oh, you did have to check it in. Yes, I had okay. to check it, and then they lost it. Oh, man. Wait, did did they find it eventually? They found it eventually, and, you know, uh, uh, Japanese thoroughness, they ha- they delivered it to the my house. Nice. And that was good, because I, di- I didn't have to lug it around... Again, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm already at the limit of two 50-pound bags that I'm trying to lug from Narita to Koenji. Because you're moving here. Well, you moved here. I mean, kinda. I didn't really move, but I wanted some hip fashion, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. here I am in Japan. I want to look my best. Yeah, that's right. But not you're living here now. I'm here for a year. Sweet. But uh, uh, the, my comic book collection stays... You work, can't move that. Is. No, no. It's no. like it's like a DJ moving his records. Well, it's impossible to it's, move. <laughs> it would. Do you know how heavy those things are. It would comprise my whole apartment. And I'd be sleeping on top of comic book boxes with mm. six inch clearance, 
mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. my forehead to the ceiling, so that wouldn't work. Oh God! Yeah. So. How much money do you spend on comics? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Don't want to think about it. it. I, I I I wouldn't never want to think about it, and it's a calculation that mm-hmm. would be. Uh, Impossible. Tedious and time-consuming. <laughs> you yeah. can do it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. But uh-huh. uh, uh, I, and I don't really buy monthly comics anymore. I buy trade digital? paperbacks. Yeah. Um, I don't really, you know, uh, I've got an old school hacker buddy who can mm-hmm. download every comic mm-hmm. every month. <laughs> Oh, really? It's called yeah. Torrent, right? Well, yeah, yes. Uh, we're all familiar with torrents, and uh, and maybe I've talked about this before, but mm. uh, uh, this dude was into the into uh, you know downloading movies onto videotapes. What? Like that's how you know, like, oh yeah, torrents, every bit torrents. Yeah, we're watching it, and we download it on a CD. This motherfucker was downloading that shit onto videotapes. VHS. Yes, because like there, was, there was no DVD burners back then. Oh, this is back then? Yes. Oh, yes, jeez. Yes. Not okay. now. I'm Not like, now. This guy's a hipster and a half, huh? <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, there are a lot of dirty neck beards that, <laughs> That's that collect you VHS. You know, I, I, I'm friends with a lot of people that have neck beards. I think they, half well, my family have neck beards. Well, wait, wait. I mean, I, I'm brother... not against neck beards, but it's mm-hmm. dirty hipster neck beards that well, maybe... hipsters were clean. See, I've been in Japan for well, so long. Our hipsters here are spotless. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> neck beards... But, but you're from San Francisco, so, I mean, the, the hipsters there are, like, a whole different level. They're, um, like, on... I mean... They show up, the Brooklyn hipsters, right? Well, I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, uh, I don't want to bag on anybody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they might be the equivalent, San Francisco and New York mm-hmm. hipsters, they might be able to have a competition or battle in their hipsterness. Okay. Now, I've been in Japan for 16 years, and you got to inform me, am, am I a hipster? No, 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 no. no. I, I don't, like, well, I, do you have a fucking dirty neck beard guy? I got a dirty, cha- hairy chest. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's I chest everywhere except for my chest, man. <laughs> everybody's chest is dirty in Japan. It's all sweated out. Oh, well, this weather, you step yeah. Out the door. So, oh god, uh, yeah, it's hot and humid today. Um, but uh, no, you're not a hipster, bro. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I, mean, I don't even know how bad hipster's a bad thing anyway, right? Isn't it? Like, I, mean, I don't know. Like, you know, it's, hipsters kind of means. Cool, right? It's like in the like you know in the nineteen sixties, everybody called like the hippies hippies because they're hip to what was going on, and they're like, "Oh, you dirty hippie!" But a lot of hippies they washed, except for Yoko Ono. <laughs> Yoko Ono never washed. Really? Oh yeah, apparently she's really dirty. Really? No, I don't. I have no idea. I'm just making that up. I mean, did she have a? a <laughs> she was a, a, sexy, dirty. Did she have a steak puss? No, I have no idea. You gotta I mean, ask John. Well, <laughs> I got a Ouija board over there. Next time, uh, yeah, when I. When I meet God, I'll fucking, uh, I'll ask him. God, I've only got one question for my life. Everything's all answered. God's like, what, like, you mean about the pyramids? No, 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 no. Uh, you mean about aliens? No, 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 no. It's about Yoko Ono. <laughs> Did she, uh, d- uh, well, you know, she is still alive, so, I mean, not... Did she? I mean, it could be a did she thing. Well, she was a hippie. Now she's not a hippie. Sure, but, like, I mean, you, m- someone might... Follow those same what, what cleaning habits. Yeah, well, I'm sure she's clean. She's rich. 
Yeah, you're you're right. You're I mean, right. I mean, it's kind of hard to find rich people that are dirty, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah I'm well, so rich, I'm dirty. Well, I'm breaking all the rules because I'm a hipster. Uh, I'm hip to the beat. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that. Uh, hey, man. I mean, that might have been part of her hippie ethos back then. Just a really uh, dank, stink puss. Mm. Well, I mean, it was the 70s. I mean, 70s kind of defined, like, the whole, you know, huge Bush movement, you know? Well, That kind of right. took over to, like, the early 80s. Right, and then in the right. mid-80s and stuff, they had that, what's it called, the landing strip thing the, that was the, kind of popular? Trim, trim, yeah, trimmed, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, now... Uh, yeah, what's going You were just in the States. What's going on over there? Well, I mean, I, I don't purport <laughs> me to in. be a, uh, some expert, uh, but, uh, you know... Current trends might indicate bald twats. Oh, really? Huh, Did you watch porno, man? What the... Dude, all the porn here has those, like, things on it. Those mosaics. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I can't see right. shit. I have no idea that's what's going right. on. What? Half the time, I don't even know what I'm watching. I'm like, wait. Oh, wait, this is a commercial for soap. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, I thought I was watching porn. Right. Oh, all right, I'm way off. <laughs> uh, well, you're... Well, you know... Uh, uh, Pornhub, you know, there's, yes, there is mosaics, but uh, you, I, you dig a little deeper. Wait, does that you mean get, I'm, a hipster, no, I'm a hipster, huh? Why? Because you use Pornhub? <laughs> no, no, mosaic. Am I saying that right? Is it mosaic or mosaic? I think it's a, no, I think is it's it, mosaic. Is it, is it the French way? I, you know, I've, got, I've been hanging around with my French friends, and now I'm pronunciating everything wrong. I'm like, uh, where is your resume? <laughs> You know, I parked my car in the garage. I'm I, like, oh my god, I'm talking all funny now. I was hanging out with a Japanese dude the other night. Yeah. Very cool, kind of experimental noise artist singer. And he had uh, like a French accent. And I mm-hmm. guess, you know, uh, he spent a lot of time in France. And that's why he had, uh, you know, I didn't really know him that well at first. I was like, Motherfucker putting on airs, you know, mm-hmm. talking with a, you know, he, he, <laughs> he's never been to France, but he's talking with a French accent. No, 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 that that was not the case at all. Very, yeah, yeah, he wasn't making fun of you or anything. No, no, no. he's like, hey, you look a little French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to you like this. How how do we say? Uh, how do you say uh, mustache? Yeah, but right. uh, no, 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 it, it's the same thing in every language, man. Get this. My friend Arthel. What, shaved pussy? No, they got that everywhere, too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's good. But, uh, no, no, my friend Arthel, you know, he came to Japan and he learned Japanese in Osaka, right? And then he moved... I met him before. Yeah, you know Arthel. Way, way back in the day. Oh, yeah. Remember that first time? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the first time. When did you guys hang out with him? I don't know. We went to some izakai. You brought... A few friends along. It was like in a, as a anyway. Cool, yeah. cool dude. Cool guy. Yeah, cool dude. Oh, I'll tell you about him uh, after the show. He's doing a lot of amazing stuff on here. But he learned Japanese in Osaka. Then he came up to Tokyo to start working at an animation company, the one that made uh, Ghost in the Shell, right? And he used to do backgrounds, right? That's part of what you know when you start working for a Japanese mm-hmm. animation company. You don't get to draw the dope shit. They make you draw the. The stale background, and you do it a hundred times before they pick one. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's you know, it's like Jito dreams of sushi. You know, you got to do the same thing a million times before you right. get okay at it or something. Tedious, tedious. Exactly. But um, yeah, so he came to Tokyo, and when he came to Tokyo, he was speaking Japanese with my Japanese friends. Everybody thought it was adorable because they're like, "You sound like you're exactly from Osaka, like deep Osaka," because mm-hmm, he had the mm-hmm, Osaka mm-hmm, Kansai mm-hmm. accent. You know. So yeah. What? 
Whoa. Mm. That's a strong drink, man. Yeah, that's how I make them. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Wait, we should do the show. Whoa. We're not doing the show? Well, I'm recording, but that was just for sound. All right, so, yeah, well, anyway. I, what's that, up, feeders? That was gold, <laughs> man. What are you doing? No, I know. That, no, that was good. No, we'll keep it in there. Right. It's recording. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. just doing a sound check. But um, what's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. As you know by now, I'm Johnny, and uh, we have our new co-host, Sean. Uh, yeah, uh, don't I have like a the old, King Otaku? Uh, King Otaku yeah. is my old moniker. I don't know how much I love that. I don't, you know, I don't profess to be a king of anything, but uh, mm. uh, I got that moniker hung on me until we get a better one. Okay, well we're gonna have to work on that. We will. We but, didn't discuss it. We, no, I think Tom's the one that made it up, and I was like, ah, oh, that's good, Tom. All right, yeah. let's stick with that. All right, the King Otaku, but um. Vader's got Vader Japan's about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And we're going to get to the news shortly. But before that, I would like to discuss the booze of which we're drinking. We are drinking, what is this, Sean? Uh, Okinawan rum, Korkor, South, Bro, Dino Island, Minami Daito. Yeah, dude. Did that, that, did that when I said Minami Daito, did that sound Japanese? Yeah, it sounded completely. Well, it's Japanese words, of course. It sounded well, great. Uh, you, but you could fuck it up, and you could just sound. You can. You can say it in a cool way. Minami Daito. Yeah, well, you could say it with a French accent, a but French that was Canadian French. accent. <laughs> I was trying to go a little bit more like Hispanic, but Minami Daito. <laughs> My brother's Mexican. I can say that. Well, yeah. I, 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 My dad yes. lives in Mexico City. Um. And uh, what, so, yeah, this is uh, Okinawan rum, and it's John, pretty fantastic, don't what? you think? It's 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 not my favorite rum. It's got this weird kind of woody taste to it. Um, I usually just drink beer, so yeah. I'm, I'm having this rum, mm-hmm. this rum and uh, Coca Cola zero calorie. Yeah, imposed on me a bit. I mean, I would have just gone with the <laughs> full calorie, but. Uh, and I, I've only taken a small sip, but that was pretty strong. Yeah. No, it's great. No, I mean, if you're going to have a rum and coke, you want to taste the rum. This rum on its own, it's it's okay. It's decent. It's, it's very unique. But uh, when you mix it with coke, this makes like the, the most magnificent coke, rum and coke I've ever had. Well, this is really good. Let me take another sip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That aftertaste is pretty smooth, right? I don't know, man. Uh... Well, you, you Let me take another it. sip. Yeah, go. <laughs> well, well, you will definitely be got faded in about a minute then um, if you're drinking sips like that. Uh, mm. And, uh, well, the Korkor, mm-hmm. uh, it has a nice poem on the label. Should oh, that's we right. Read it for the, uh, we should read it for the audience, yeah? Yeah. Well, you want me to read it? You want to read it? Can I read it? Yeah, please. All, all right. right. Well, <laughs> you've I'm got gonna, a sexy voice. I'm, I'm like going to try, you know, and... Um, uh, you know, I do have a master's degree in English literature, so let's oh, wow. let's see if I can pull this off. Uh, All right. It's probably a haiku. It's not a real haiku because that has a very uh, it has a definite structure and it's very short. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a different style of Japanese poem. Or, you know, it's just some... Uh, it could have been a Japanese haiku translated into English. No, that way it's <laughs> still... That no, no, it's still got a syllable structure and, a, like, a, a certain amount of lines. It might be five or six lines. This is definitely longer, but there might be a different Japanese poem mm-hmm. that it, this might be... Uh, what would you say? Um, uh, 
adhering to the structure. Anyway, okay. uh, uh, let's, <laughs> let's read. <laughs> and bats dancing in the night sky, suspended magic falling in drops. These are the things that make men and women covet love. This is the magic of rum, a sugarcane love potion. That's pretty dope. I think you did a great job. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, bro. I'm kind of feeling uh, a, little nos- a little nostalgic, a little sexy. <laughs> let's make let's make a little line right well, here. You keep your body hey, on man, that side. You know, <laughs> I'll keep mine uh, over here. I, a little more rum, you might feel differently, bro. <laughs> I don't. All right, whatever. <laughs> but. You know, the one thing, it says bats dancing in the night sky, and this is rum. I think they might be copying Bacardi, because Bacardi's logo is a bat. Are you, uh, I, I think you're, um, I think you're simplifying, I think there's probably some fucking, uh, some caves and some fucking bats flying around in Okinawa. Oh, Okinawa's got a lot of caves, that's true. And So do they have bats in Okinawa? Oh, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm say, giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say yes, because that's in the poem. Because, I mean, if they said, like, rabbits or turtles or something like that, you'd expect, like, that would be part of, like, you know, the maybe, like, it's, like, a problem. You know, they got, like, a bat problem or something. Well, bats eat insects, though. Oh, then that's a good thing. They also eat fruit. fucked up insects, uh, probably, in, uh, in a Okinawa? tropical island, oh, God, like yeah. Okinawa, so. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Bats. Huh. Dancing in the night sky. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> that's from Batman. I know it is. I know it is. Um, I thought that was the coolest thing when Jack Nicholson said that, or younger Jack Nicholson said that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that is more cool than fucking um, Pulp Fiction when uh, Samuel L. Jackson read that uh, with that passage from the Bible. Yeah, right, 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 right. And I must strike my enemy with great vengeance. Yeah, and, and furious thunder. Mm-hmm. But you know, you look at the Bible. It's uh, I don't know what version that's being a quote from, but uh, yeah, it's like Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. I gotta start memorizing the Bible. And um, but you you look to you know you look for that verse. It's totally different. I don't know if Tarantino polished it or trumped it up, but you look at the real verse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, there's different in. There's many different versions of the Bible, but I've never found the right one that they're quoting in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Is it kind of like that Simpsons when Homer quoted the Bible in front of like the priest? And like, because the priest is like, he's at the, the Simpsons dinner table, right? And he's like, this reminds me Reverend, of John, no, Reverend Lovejoy. That's that it. Yeah, that's who about? it is. Yeah, he's like, this is like uh, John four sixteen, and then he like quoted like <laughs> was fucking, it like three sixteen? What? Everybody quoted something from the Bible, and then Homer goes, "Yes, actually, in my opinion, I believe it's like Ezekiel or whatever. I don't know the Bible, but Ezekiel, Ezekiel forty two thirty one, and then the Lovejoy, Lovejoy is like." Oh, and then he entered thy home and washed his feet. It's something stupid, right? Because right, <laughs> right, he right. knew the Bible, and then Homer is bullshitting. Uh. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so Homer wasn't more knowledgeable about that passage than Reverend Lovejoy. He just made it up. Oh. Well, he, just, he, just, he just made it up. I see. So it's Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Um, yeah, that that's, that's a book of the Bible, I believe. See, I'm not religious. I never grew up being religious or anything like that. No, I mean, my parents no, have the no. background, but they just didn't care. No, no. My, my, so I don't know. You my, went to church and shit? No, I've never been to church. Really? I, no, I went to church one time. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my father had a very uh, 
strict Italian Catholic upbringing, mm-hmm. and uh, he he kept me away from that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I have, my only uh, exposure to the Bible and religion is through through literature. Oh yeah. So you've got to you've got to read a little bit of the Bible. You take a Bible as literature class when mm. you're getting your, your you know your your degrees in English. So oh shit, no. Um, yeah. So that's <laughs> so religious. No, and I mean uh, kind of uh, the other side of my you know my mom's side. They kind of. Uh, mocked religion a little bit and uh yeah. well not mocked religion but uh you know my grandfather told me you know he he grew up in chicago in the mm. old days and he's like uh, you know I, when i grew up i was a paper boy i had mm. a paper bowl you know paper route in junior high oh yeah six six days a week delivering the afternoon paper mm-hmm. you know one time my grandparents came and you know i'm folding the papers putting the rubber banding them, putting them in the bag, you know, about to load them up on my bike. And then my grandfather, grandparents come. It was kind of a surprise visit, you mm-hmm. know. And the, my grandfather showed me how they used to do it old style without a rubber band. You'd flip it over and it'd come out to a square. Really? Yes, yes, yes. But he said the best place to sell newspapers, you know, in Chicago, the best time was after church on a Sunday mm-hmm. because people were feeling good, you know, they're feeling spiritual and that, you know, the, the paper costs five cents. They give you a dime and tell you to keep the change. Nice. And, uh, but, grandpa knows well, huh? Well, you know, the, the but the way, <laughs> the way he told it was like, uh, you know, like a, it was a, it was a little snarky. Well, yeah, it was snarky. <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, they're feeling good from church, and they give you the extra five. You know, they they give you the five cents extra. You know, but uh, he, I guess his interpretation is like, uh, you know, it was this false feeling of uh, religious. Um, I don't know. They're just all uplifted. Yes, right? yes. He's yes. taking advantage of their kindness. <laughs> well, he's a he's a kid, so uh, you know. But hey, uh, a dime's a dime, man. Well, uh, you know, uh, a nickel's a nickel, I guess, right? That's <laughs> true. Um, oh man. So, sorry, my my nose is running a little bit. Uh, well, yeah, sorry that happens. Uh, it's the fucking heat. It's the aircon, man. Uh, what you want to turn up or turn no, it down? No, no, no. I'm fine. I, I just I. I just don't want you to think I'm a, a, a weird friend sticking the paper up my nose. <laughs> Dude, I've had a lot of weirdos here. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, all right. Pardon but, um, yeah, dude, so you came to Japan recently. You've been here for about 10 days, and uh, this morning, this morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, you did something kind of amazing. Uh, Well, I didn't do shit. I mean, uh, I went to something that was really fucking cool. At 6 o'clock in the morning, it yeah, started. Yeah, so this and was... This is Sunday, too, by the way. This is, Yeah, Sunday, I think the official... I think the door... The doors opened at 6, and the uh, sh- the event started at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yatsuya... Yeah, Yotsuya. Yotsuya, pardon me, pardon my pronunciation. But this was a, a, a metal grind show mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a lot of... A lot of of dope Tokyo uh, metal axed mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so it started at six thirty in the morning, and um, went to eleven thirty twelve, mm-hmm. and um, so like 
why the fuck is a, a metal show started at 6.30 in the morning? Is it because everybody is partying all night? And it's I, kind of like I, a... I, I, I don't... I mean, there's some motherfuckers who... who everyone's tired. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's dudes who are out of it. Um, and there's dudes kind of... What do you, what do you call that? Is it... Nomiho die. Yeah, all you can drink. All you can drink. So yeah. you had, you know, you had the option of buying the regular ticket, which uh, you'd get one drink, or you get the Nomiho die. Always get the Nomiho die. Well, always get the Nomiho die. At six thirty in the morning, bro. Uh, it does kill the rest of the day. I I I I I went for the Nomiho die. My my, I don't want to call him a friend, but mm. one of the uh, the dudes. From the band Abigail. Yeah. You know, uh, which is a great Japanese thrash metal band. Uh, one of my favorites in Japan. Mm. You know, he happened to come out and, you know, he... Uh, the whole reason I found out about the show was because I'm friends with him on Facebook. He mm -hmm. was advertising the show. I was like, holy shit, man. This sounds... You know, how can I get a ticket? He's like, okay, I'll put you on the list. You go there and pay and... Uh, don't worry, mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll have, you know, I'm afraid it's going to sell out or something. Did it sell out? I don't, there was a lot of people there. At six o'clock in the morning. Um, that's when the door, I didn't get there at six. I might've uh. gotten there a little bit after eight in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Still that's early on a Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. And of course you went out last night. Um, yeah, I went out. Yeah. I mean, I came, yeah, I, maybe I, I was going there, you know, on three hours of sleep. Three, mm -hmm. three and a half hours of sleep. But this this shit Airbnb I have mm -hmm. has a thin fucking curtain mm -hmm. with uh, sliding glass doors. Mm -hmm. So when the sun comes up, the sun's fucking shining in my face. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's not that hard. I don't know what it is about Japan sometimes mm -hmm. either. It's like, you can go on three and a half hours sleep. Mm -hmm. You don't feel wrecked. Mm -hmm. At least I didn't this morning. It was like, okay, I got to go to that show now, mm -hmm. and uh, let's check it out. Well, the sun in your face probably woke you up. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know, and that guy masturbating in my face when I woke up. That what? was no, that's <laughs> the Jodan, eh? <laughs> we're talking, we're riffing. Here, you know? Oh, that was a bit. Oh, okay. that was you, Johnny. No, don't oh, you yeah. remember? No, not at all. <laughs> I got wasted last night, but yeah, I don't remember that. Oh man. That's awesome. So, wait, how many punk rock bands were there? You know, or metal I mean, bands? You know, there was a good number of bands. Uh, Napalm Death is Dead. Oh, it's shit. Not the, you know, they're a Japanese uh, uh, grind band, and uh, Abigail was there. Uh, there was another great band that I saw, which was uh, Shootmaster. Shoot master. So do you know what a shoot is in wrestling terminology? No. Okay, a shoot is when the wrestling match turns into an actual fight between the two guys. Like, it gets real. Yeah, like something happens, one guy's not cooperating with the other guy, and it starts getting uh, rough. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is a term, a worked shoot mm -hmm. in wrestling, which is, it's made to look like a real fight, mm -hmm. but it's still a work. The, mm -hmm. You know, the work is the fake agreed upon arrangement. Okay. Um, so shoot master is like, a, and these guys come out dressed as 
different wrestlers. Really? You know, one guy had the face paint like the Road Warriors. Another guy <laughs> looked like the uh, like Sabu or the original Sheik. Another guy had a wrestling mask on. Another guy had a tiger mask on. And, um, you know, they're kind of a, a metal thrash, metal thrash uh, wrestling band. Dude, that's pretty dope. Do they it, wrestle in between like like songs? Uh, you know, they do they do some stunts, but they're mm. not real wrestlers, so they're not doing anything too crazy and they've got to be careful so they don't actually injure the, the the fans who are there. That's awesome, man. Wrestling is really blowing up recently. Uh, you know, it is getting quite popular, you know. Mm. It, it seems to be becoming uh, mainstream on a lot of different uh different levels, and I mean of course, you know, there's a few places in the world mm-hmm. where wrestling is awesome as to to be here as a fan, as a spectator. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I've heard, and I've never been there, Mexico City is one place. Another place is, of course, Tokyo. Really? Well, you can see wrestling here seven days a week, mm-hmm. um, twice on Sunday, and... Not only could you see it at seven seven days a week, you could see, you know, you could go to Korakuen Hall and watch wrestling. You can go to Shinkiba and watch wrestling. And there's other various and assorted venues where you could also watch wrestling. Can you just go to a match or do you have to know, like, the whole background to, like, uh, the wrestling, I guess, group or whatever? To enjoy it? Well, well, I guess to enjoy it more because, like, don't they have, like, all these, like, backgrounds and stuff, like... One guy slept with the other guy's sister and got her pregnant and then skipped town. And then the other guy is angry because some guys killed his mom who was a, a Vietnam vet or something. This is fucking just a bunch of weird well, stories, right? There, well, that's more, I, I think, WWE <clears throat> type wrestling soap opera histrionics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Japanese wrestling, there are Japanese comedy wrestling leagues mm-hmm. okay which are kind of strictly comedy like mm-hmm. nichiguchi but there's also uh but for the most part japanese wrestling is still promoted and presented as a sport mm-hmm. you know uh new japan pro wrestling which is very popular right now dope shit going on in that league mm-hmm. um and i guess in in japanese it's shin nihon um, that means New Japan. Yes, yes. Yeah, but uh, uh, New Japan is really fucking dope. Um, their last card was incredible. You know, their last big match with the uh, Chris Jericho against Naito mm-hmm. and um, Kenny Omega. Um, Kenny Omega won the IWGP title, mm-hmm. which was a, a big upset that nobody expected. Chris Jericho won the uh, IWGP Intercontinental title, and that was a big thing. And um, New Japan's having a show in San Francisco at the Cow Palace, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. I'm kind of sad that I'm not back home to see that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching plenty of other dope wrestling seven um, days a week you could do that uh, i can't keep that up but uh oh man how long is a wrestling wretch <laughs> um you know uh if you go to a regular show at korakuen it might be two hours 
or a little bit two hours plus but they have these long shows sometimes like if you go to Rio Goku Hall mm-hmm. uh what, what would that be you know I mean Rio Goku Hall Silverdome uh, Sumo Hall guy no but it's like the Silverdome is like that it's like well, the, yes, the biggest yes. one right Could, it, it's yes, like super yes. famous yes yes like the Silverdome but uh they have sumo wrestling there mm-hmm. which is I think it's primary purpose. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. When you watch TV or whatever, like probably even right now if you watch TV and they got a, like a wrestling match on. Yes. It's there. Um, <clears throat> right, right. So the bigger events happen at uh, Rio Goku Sumo Hall, which is, you know, like a 13,000 seat venue. Yeah. Korakuen is maybe 1,500 plus. Mm-hmm. So it's a much intimate setting when you go to Korakuen. Yeah. But that's really wh- where the uh, nightly wrestling is taking place. And the dopest thing is it's a different league every night. So one night it might be Noah. Mm-hmm. The next night it might be Big Japan. Another night, New Japan. Another night, like, usually like, Women's res- they have women's wrestling in all women's leagues. Mm-hmm. That's like Sunday in the day or something, you know. They don't mm-hmm. uh, that uh, those shows are kind of booked twice a week, mm-hmm. um, and so there's all these different leagues. There's leagues I haven't seen yet, you mm-hmm. know, or Dragon's Gate and other leagues. Oh, that, that- sounds good. Dragon's <laughs> Gate. You can't go wrong with that one. Well, it sounds. It, it does sound pretty good. It does sound pretty good. Um, so. Yeah, that's kind of the breakdown of Japanese wrestling Shit. in Tokyo. Well, it seems like I mean we just scratched the surface, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, tip it's of a, the iceberg, so to say. Yes, it's a it's a short breakdown, so to speak. Jesus, man! So you went to this punk rock show, and then oh, at, yeah, yeah. So then what, are we, the what are we talking about? What are we talking about here? This this morning. Okay, this morning. I've been. I think I'm I'm running on not that much sleep when you go to a show that starts at six thirty in the morning. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're it's doing a great. Bit weird. It's a little you're doing bit great. weird. Uh, okay, so mm. yeah, that was the, the whole point of this show. How so? Mm. Abig, you know, Abigail. There's Abigail plays, and mm. then you know they're playing for a bit, and here come the death match guys. So the whole point of this is that it's wrestling, it's uh, thrash, speed metal, and then. You get to see a death match at the end. Nice. So there's no ring there. At the beginning, oh, pardon me. At the All beginning good. of the match, yeah. Um, at the beginning of the match, it's um, Abigail's playing, mm-hmm. and then they stop, and then the uh, main event happens, and there's three dudes. It, it, they call that a three-way dance. A and three-way dance? Yeah, because it's it's not a tag team. Mm-hmm. It's three wrestlers individually trying to win the match. Really? Okay, so it is like Thunderdome, but instead of two guys enter, it's three guys yes, enter. Yes, yes, yes. And it's a death yes. match, so I mean, it pretty much is like Thunderdome. <laughs> they got yes. weapons and shit. Yes, I mean, there's no, you know, they, they were... Using weapons. What uh, kind of weapons were they using? Were they using the bats for the barbed wire? The the Negan bats? You know, that's uh so or is that kind of played out by now? Uh those do those those will make an appearance like when you go see a death match at Korakuen Hall. This is toned down a little bit because mm-hmm. like it's like a metal show mm-hmm. and the the death match is going on in the pit. 
Mm-hmm. They don't want to injure anybody. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's noon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, in which the time at which this match is taking place, and um, so they don't want to injure the fans. Mm. You know, so they, it's a little toned down from what you might see as a regular death match in Japan. But uh, pretty right. fucking cool. Was glass being broken? You know, <laughs> I, I, uh, there was like frying pans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a weird spike that was used. You know, spike. Uh, chairs oh were used. Somebody gigged. And in wrestling terminology, that means somebody's bleeding. You know, you gig, you bleed. Um, and... Uh, yeah, pretty. It was pretty fucking cool, and it's kind awesome. of one of the only uh, one of those things that you could only see in Japan. Nice, and um, I was stoked to be able to go, and it was fucking awesome. So cool, man. That's great, man. So, just the terminology, it, like you know, like uh, for example, uh, was it where somebody's bleeding? It's called stoked. <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, gig, gigged. Okay, gig. <laughs> so if somebody is a gig, does the, the fri- does the term gig apply in Japan too? Do they use it, or do they call it gigu? Or uh, you know, I don't know about kind of English, that. Right? That that's kind of more of a. You're right. It's English. That's more of a wrestling insider term. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, wrestling's roots mm-hmm. kind of comes from like uh, the carnies. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it, its history is like it's a carny thing, mm-hmm. and um, so it, it used to have its own kind of terminology. So outsiders, in case they heard it, they wouldn't be able to understand. Oh, what really? Was going on? So, so it's carny talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a sense, you know, now you know wrestling's especially with with the internet and everything. Re- they're smart fans mm. and. You know, most Spark fans know the term, the old school terminology of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a protected business anymore like mm. it was back in the day, like in the eighties. Even yes, but he, yes, mid eighties and before that. Really? So what was wrestling like in the sixties? Well, did they wear bell bottoms? <laughs> they <laughs> they might have, but. You know, one of the important rules of wrestling was um, it was tough guys. Mm-hmm. You only got to get in the business if you were a tough guy. Well, well like a biker. Mm, I mean, bikers usually tend to be tough guys, but these are kind of um, strong dudes who could hold their own. In mm-hmm. most circumstances, guys that could, because part of, you know, part of, one of the one of the issues was mm-hmm. that back in the day, um, re- uh, uh, all right, let me take a drink of that. Back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, people often suspected wrestling was fake. So at a bar or at a restaurant, mm-hmm. so, somebody they wrestled at restaurants. Well, somebody who's t- you know who's feeling strong that day. Yeah, they they. They challenge these guys, and they'd accuse wrestling of being fake, mm-hmm. and they they'd uh, threaten these guys. They'd want to fight the wrestlers, mm-hmm. and to in order to be able to protect the business, mm-hmm. in order to um, mm, carry on with the illusion, mm-hmm. 
that wrestling wasn't fake. Mm-hmm. You you had to be a tough guy in order to kick these motherfuckers' asses. So you actually did have to. So the fighting in the ring was fake, and the fighting on the streets was real. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Like, those guys had to be tough in order to not only protect themselves, but to protect the business and to carry on the illusion that wrestling was real. So you had to be a real ass kicker. Yes, you had to be. Jeez, that's that's pretty awesome. It is pretty cool, right? <laughs> it, was it the same here in Japan? Is that like a universal like theme that was going on globally, or was it just like in the states with that carnies and shit? No, I mean, because you know that carny <clears throat> stuff was happening like maybe the '30s. You know, by the you know '40s and '50s, there it's it's got it goes it went beyond the carny thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the carny thing was like it'd be at a carnival and. Um, They'd have have kind of a match, mm-hmm. but it was like based on betting and everything, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like it's kind of like a scam that they would pull mm-hmm. to make people bet on the matches. And mm-hmm. uh, so what the carny carny aspect of it was kind of before it was promoted as its own individual thing. It was actually part of the carnival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it completely, completely makes sense. <clears throat> well, that's insane. So um, it's kind of like another attraction of the carnival. You yes, see, you see yes. the freaks, you know, and people riding yes. like unicorns and shit. Yes. And then you had the wrestling. I would go there just for the wrestling, man. Well, <laughs> you know, I guess the carny has all kinds of attractions. Uh, but yeah, these guys were legitimate fucking tough guys. Mm-hmm. You know, later... There starts to become these wrestling schools, mm-hmm. and you know the wrestling schools work in such a way where, you know, if you're willing to pay the the tuition, mm-hmm. they have to teach you how to wrestle. Yeah. But back in the old days, you had uh, to be a carny. <laughs> well, back in the old days, you had to kind of find a way to get in, and you know when when you'd go to a, you know a place or you'd approach wrestlers oh i want to be a wrestler um they would fuck you up they mm-hmm. might you know break your arm or break a bone to keep you away and if you went back mm-hmm. after they fucked you up and after they broke your arm or broke broke your leg or you know after you had to go to the hospital have some type of uh, medical attention if you came back, that was the test that they might let you into the business and smarten you up to the business and teach you how to what wrestling was. So all they had about. to jump you into the gang, so to speak. So to speak, so to speak. <laughs> but it was usually just one guy doing it, you know. Um, so that's a little bit of history of wrestling. No, oh, that's great. And I imagine it, it, it was the same in Japan back in the day as well. Wow. God, wrestling. Faders, when you come to Japan, check out some wrestling. Contact us. Sean will hook you up. I'll tell you whatever, what you need to know and where to go to find out about mm-hmm. uh, the best the best matches. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and if you don't want to contact us, I'll just tell you right now, you just go to, uh, you know, uh, Suidabashi, where... Where Korakuen Hall is located, mm-hmm. next to the Tokyo Dome, uh, there's a great shop called Champion Todokan, Champion Shop. Mm-hmm. But they sell tickets there to all the, uh, to many of the different events going on in Tokyo, and uh, the owner speaks English, 
And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wandered in there one day and, um, you know, started talking to him. He could tell that I loved wrestling. And we had this kind of, um, this kind of bond. And, um, uh, he, he can, and he'll give you his honest opinion. What's, what are, if you ask him, Mm -hmm. what would you go to? What, what, what's the best thing coming up? I'm here for a week. I'm here for two weeks. What's the best, what's the best card to go see? And he'll tell you, Mm. uh, what's going on and what the best wrestling cards are to see. So, uh, I was very happy to find that place. That's Um, awesome. That's great. It's right next to New Japan's, New Japan wrestling shop, Mm -hmm. you know, where you can buy New Japan wrestling goods and tickets to New Japan wrestling shows. But if you want to go a little bit deeper... You want to go deeper. If, if somebody's listening to this show, they want to go as deep as it goes. So you go... Down the rabbit hole. And they'll tell you that, you know, you ask them at uh, New at the New Japan store, if you don't know where, t- you know, if you can't find Champion, mm-hmm. they'll tell you where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of friendly nature, uh, collaborative nature of Japan. They'll tell you where Champion Shop is. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Champion and he'll tell, you know, he'll tell you the the dope shit that's going on in Japan and they've got goods there but what's really fucking cool about uh Champion is that it's the owners you can look at the owners wrestling videotape collection oh no VHS VHS man like and there there's got to be a good 10 ah I don't want to overblow how many videotapes are there. And mm. it's not like recorded on on the VHS. These were purchased. There's thousands. He might have as many as 10,000 videotapes there. Jeez, like, man. That's the, a hardcore fan. The that's literal, a fan for life. The literal history of Japanese wrestling exists in videotape in this shop. Wow. Wow. So That's pretty sweet. But that, that's one of the cool things about Japan. I mean, people here really get into something, and then they know every single detail, past, present, and perhaps even future, regarding that. It, be it punk rock, be it making tables, be it fucking art, be it anything, in this case, wrestling. I mean, kind of Japanese culture is really into that. Going back to, like, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, it's about being extremely disciplined and professional into something that you love. Right, and kind of... I want to say maybe dedicating yourself to a certain life path and trying to become, like, a superior master of the craft, perhaps. You know, dedicating... Knowing the knowledge of the past and also uh, continuing into the future. Perhaps. What do you think that came from originally? Do you think that came from martial arts? Like maybe uh, karate or judo or something like that? Just being like so involved in that? that, Or maybe kendo, you know? Or fucking maybe it goes back even further to like samurais. You know, like cause the samurais, you know, once they became a samurai, you're a samurai for life, dude. You dedicated your life to the shogun, right? Right. So maybe the, the origin of like this, this kind of way of being and thinking, which is dominantly Japanese, is maybe it came from, originated from the, the, the art of samurai, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yes. <laughs> I'm going for broke here. I have yeah, no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, you know, if you want to, whatever it is, you want to be a techno DJ, you want to 
have a dope metal band or whatever, you know, it, it, of course it's important to know what's going on currently, mm-hmm. but I think the deeper you get into something, it goes, you start going back and learning about the history of something. Yeah. Um, that, but yeah, it could, you know, and of course Japan, what would you say, uh, endears itself to the history to its own history and to the history of you know whatever it is we're talking about you know sushi sure you, yeah. you know uh uh not ever <laughs> lots of japanese know about their japanese culture and history um it's you know some uh, some really um dedicated foodies mm-hmm. or chefs that know about the history of sushi mm-hmm. and such would that yeah. be correct yeah i guess you could say that but i mean i've got friends that are really into stuff we're like i mean my friend shammy he's got so many records that shammy yeah you know shammy i, I met shammy he's got so many records in his house that he, like his ceiling was caving in because on the second floor his record room had so many records where the weight was fucking up his house so he had to buy a store or rent a storage unit, right? An air conditioned <laughs> storage unit. And he had to move. It took him I don't know how long it took him, but he's got so many records. It took him fucking forever to move all these records to the storage unit, right? And I mean Shamie's the kind of guy, if you talk to him about a record that he owns, he'll he, he knows everything about the record and when it was pressed and this and that and stuff, and you can talk about the back of it. I've had weird conversations where I mean I was so far out of my, you know, death. Cause if you look over there, I got a like a, I used to be a DJ, but those are my favorites, right? But I got some old, like, Beatles records and stuff that my mom gave me and shit. And, like, if Shammy was here, he'd pick it up. And he'd probably smell it a little bit. Maybe lick this corner and be like... He would lick the corner. This is definitely from 1967. Oh, yes. This press was from Inglewood, of course. You can see by the little groove right there. I mean, he's kind of a nerd, but he's... All right, I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit. But, I mean, the guy knows a lot about his records. Well, when I met him a long time ago, and, of course, record collecting Mm. is popular now. That's a. It's has, back, right? Has, uh, yes, of course. We all know, you know, vinyl is back. I mean, um, one one maybe perhaps good thing about dirty neckbeard hipster culture is they've revitalized LPs and record collecting and the LP industry. But mm. Shammy was into that shit way before then, and mm. um, I mean, I remember. Uh, seeing pictures of his collection, which was ten thousand plus, mm-hmm. you know, a long time ago. I don't even know what it is, what it is, or what it would be now. Oh so. God, yeah, I mean, he's worked at so many record stores. I think, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I think he's doing design now, but it's just like, <laughs> dude, the guy always had records with him. You know, he's always buying records or finding records, and that's kind of a cool thing about Japan. You, you know, there's still quite a few really good record shops here. You know, if you go to uh, Shimikitazawa, Shinjuku, Shibuya. I mean, there's not as many as there used to be, but I mean, God, when I first came here, they had Record Alley in Shibuya by Tokyo Hands. Okay. It's like this little alleyway that just had record shop on top of record shop on top of record shop. Oh, yeah, here. Help yourself. I don't want you to pour the drink. You want me to pour it? Yeah, it used to be a bartender. Here we go. I think about a shot and a half is good for you. All right. Um, Japanese culture certainly does embrace music and, you know, record collectors love to come here because people don't fuck up their records. They were meticulously kept. Would you say that? 
Well, not only that, you know, you know, in San Francisco, there's Amoeba, right? Of course. Yes. I used to work at Amoeba, right? I was in between jobs. I had a friend that hooked me up and I was working in Amoeba at the back, right? I was a processor. How's that drink? Um, could use a little ice, but uh, all right. I like it. I like it. I all like right, it. All right, all right. I'll get you some ice in a minute. I'm throwing but, you some shade, bro. Word. But the thing is, like, uh, at Amoeba, you know, there's always, like, not always, but every so often, like, a Japanese collector or a buyer would come in. Sure, And they would just sure. buy, like, shit tons of fucking records. It got to the point where, like, when they would come, they'd get, like, special treatment from, like, sure. the staff. You know, they'd be like, oh, there's Yoji. Hi, Yoji-san. Good to see you. Um, yes, uh, we recommend these records here, blah, 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 blah. They'd really hook them up and stuff, you know? And uh, they would buy those records, and um, from what I understood... They would take them back to Japan and sell them at uh, maybe Disc Union or someplace. Right, right. Or maybe their own little record shop or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they're really into that stuff. I mean, it was great, you know? I mean, supported, like, the industry. Because back then, the the biggest records that were um, sellable were the DJ records. House, techno, hip-hop, drum and bass to an extent. You know, well, drum and bass is kind of popular for a while in San Francisco. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, compound records. It used you know... It used to be called jungle. Oh yeah, I know. Which was kind of a derogatory term for the for the genre at that time. No, no, jungle was from like uh, the mid to late nineties. Yes. And yes. then then it turned into drum and bass around what 1996, 1997. and then that's when like that hard tech techy kind of like stuff. Right. Came out. Virus Records, you know, that label came up with Ed Rush and Optical. Wormhole was like I think one of the first really heavy popular drum and bass tracks. Uh, yeah, a Total Science and all those other old guys. In San Francisco, there was Juju. And Juju, his name is Neil. He was actually, um, what was the name of his record company? I forget. But anyway, yeah, that has absolutely nothing to do with Japan. <laughs> well, but um, what you're, I, uh, that's an interesting riff because um, you're right, though, because that, it was like the house techno rave scene that kind of still kept vinyl popular yeah and um you know back in the day on polk street there used to be bpm beats per minute which was a very kind of uh popular um house techno vinyl shop uh so that really yeah i I didn't know about that i used to live on bush and bush and leavenworth Um, and i go to poke because there's like a little cafe over there that i like to frequent you know okay okay but bpm was kind of uh, are you sure it wasn't fillmore street no no this used to be on polk yeah whatever the uh the what's called the thai prostitutes male hookers used to hang on at i don't know anything about that homie but uh that's what bpm used to be on polk (laughs) Um, Polk's where all the trannies used to be wait oh that's a bad word to say now, huh? Right? Um, is that uh, bad? Tranny? Uh, uh, I, I think tranny would be considered a derogatory term. All right, well, let's what? not use that. We love all people. We love on, all people. All, well, I got faded Japan. That's right. I love you, bro. I, you're, you, this rum's hitting you hard, huh? Well, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, the, um, this 40%. Uh, uh, that make men and women covet love, you oh, know, and, and there's no women here, bro. We're talking so, about Polk Street, yeah. Um, Oh, jeez. Well, my wife's coming. You know what I think? Well, I think- you know, we can, uh, you know, uh, just dip out and get something done before uh, the missus No, I don't, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, so. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, core, core. <laughs> No, sorry, Don't you dude. covet love? I know you gotta... You're knocking on the keeping, wrong door. We're just keeping it down low for the radio, but we're gonna do our own thing and take a break. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not taking a break. No, we're, we're not taking a break? No, man. This show is a break, man. Well, it is this a is break. This is my stress reliever. I, 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 
I, I, I kind of got to go to the bathroom, though, man. Do you really? Uh, you get a whiz robe? Yeah, we, we've been drinking, bro. What do you expect? <laughs> okay, all right. Is this a Chinese torture chamber? I got to take a piss. <laughs> it, it's been called that before. Um... <laughs> Okay, I tell you what, let's take a break, then we come back, we got the news. All right, and uh, this you news know, is actually we're not pretty being, phenomenal. We're not being derogatory to uh, uh, Chinese torture chambers, but... Uh, oh, no, no, we love the Chinese. Uh, they love us nobody too. wants me to piss my pants in Johnny's living room. No, and we call this the studio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, pardon me. <laughs> I try to keep it at a certain level of professionalism, yeah, well, but you know how it is. Uh, well... Uh, you know, it'll be a lot less professional if I, uh, yeah, piss on your rug. Bro. All right. Well, Faders, you heard it here. <laughs> we're going to take a little break. And then after the break, we're going to hit up the news. And we've got mm. quite a few amazing stories. Before we do that, I want to say a shout out to all the people that have been supporting us on Patreon. You guys make this show possible. In fact, you guys bought this, this delicious rum, Korkor. So all you Patreon people out there. Mad love and respect. Thank you very much for supporting us, and we support you too. And please visit the Patreon page. We've got a lot of content up there that uh, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of videos. We've got weekly videos that we're posting up there. We've got bonus stories and a bunch of other weirdo stuff that uh, I'm sure you guys are going to love. So come on down to the Patreon. Support the show. Faders, we're going to catch you in about five minutes our time, three minutes your time. Peace. And uh, bats dancing in the night sky. No, that's not going to happen, man. <laughs> well, that, no, I'm just telling That's going on in Okinawa, man. Okay, Okinawa, right, yeah. Right, the yeah. bats are in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, peace. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page and fade on. Some more? Here yeah. we go. Oh, Let's uh, rum it up. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> That's, uh, right, you're not man. driving, are you? <laughs> You're not no, driving this week, are you? No, I'm You're not going to be able to drive tomorrow. I'm not sure I'll be able to walk home, but... Oh, jeez, uh, we'll take a train. <laughs> you know, the nice thing... Well, you know, uh, I will say, I, I'm not too embarrassed to... I, I am a little bit embarrassed to say this, but, huh. like, um, you know, after I ended up in CoNG, I, uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay... Uh, yeah, put the luggage down. I want to go see my friends, you know? I want to, hey, you know, I didn't tell anybody I was back in Tokyo. I wanted to surprise them. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, go to the places I frequent. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, of course, of course, like, the phone dies or the fucking, the wireless internet dies. And that's a big thing. If you ever want to come to Japan, you have to get a wireless internet router. Oh that's yeah, essential. That's essential. Anywhere like, these days. Anywhere well, these days. Yes, that's essential. But you know, it's good to keep it charged or have a backup battery. And of course, you know, mine got discharged. The battery went out, and uh, you know, I've only been to the Airbnb once. Mm-hmm. And without my phone, I can't fucking find the place. Oh shit. <laughs> So, and this happens, you know, you come to Japan, you stay in an Airbnb, and you're you're pushing it in what you're doing with your activities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 
you're gonna get fuck you get fucking lost. Oh yeah. And you're run, you're walking around like this. You're walking around, you don't know where you're fucking going, and um, you know, uh I was just like, okay, I'm gonna figure out what's going on with my wireless router and my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit down here. You know, I've been up for like twenty four plus hours with the flight and everything, the mm-hmm. jet lag. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here. I'm just going to sit here for a moment and figure it out. And, of course, I passed out for a bit like a fucking hobo. What, in uh, Koenji? Yeah, yeah. By the station? Uh, yeah, it was pretty close to the station. You're fine. People pass on by Koenji Station all the time, dude. What, You're fine. Well, you know, I had my phone in my hand. This is not, like, uh, the most high-tech phone, but... Eh. You know, uh, uh, a scumbag can make a few bucks if he wanted to sell it. Mm-hmm. I, I wake up, the phone's at my feet. Uh-huh. You know, of course, I passed out and dropped it, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I wake up a little while later. It's still dark out, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I, I recharged. I got the necessary energy to find my place now. Oh jeez, man. Yeah, you yeah, you be careful like passing out. But I mean, if you're gonna pass out in the street, Japan's definitely the best place to pass out because nobody's gonna rob you. And I mean, it wasn't like a real full pass pass out. It was just like a, 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 a almost like a subtle meditation, a catnap to get my second wind. Yeah, <laughs> let's say that. Oh man. Well, we're gonna talk a little bit more about Airbnbs in a second, but first we're gonna start off with this story. This story took place in Sano, 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 Sano. Man arrested for keeping bodies of mother, father in house. Sounds a little bit like uh, I don't know. Was that Psycho? You think this guy's last name is Bates? Well, uh, <laughs> Saito Bates. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be like I'm uh, Norman's cousin. Uh, how? Uh, I mean, uh, wouldn't it be like more of a Japanese? Uh, Batse. Or, Batse? <laughs> you know, oh, instead oh, of Bates, it would be like a... Beto. Uh, Beto-san, yeah. Beto? Maybe, yeah, yeah Beto-san. Well, this guy uh, sounds like he's trying to develop a real ghost house, huh? Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, here we go. Police in Sano, Tochigi Prefecture, Saturday, uh, said Saturday an unemployed 49-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of abandoning the bodies of his mother and his father. You know, if, they, if he left them in his house, he didn't really abandon them. He just kept them. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, that's a... Uh, uh, like, you can't... I can't go to jail for this because I didn't abandon them. Yeah. They're right there. <laughs> I mean, uh, some might consider it a cadaver upkeep. Uh, maybe. I think you need a license. <laughs> oh, man. So, according to police, the body of Yoshikazu Kojima's 79-year-old father, Kazu, uh, was found on June 3rd at the family home. Sankai Shimbun reported, when police searched the house, they also found a mummified body, which Kojima admitted was his 76-year-old mother, uh, Aiko. Mm. Who, he said, died more than a year ago. Oh, dude, he made her into a mummy. I'm not... That's you wild, know, I'm, man. I'm not... Is they, that they what had it says? Right here, mummified, man. Where's I that? know, but I think... Doesn't that just happen naturally, like the mummification process? And I think he... And you know, in my mind, he wrapped her up with bandages, <laughs> you know? Well... <laughs> she's, she's like... She's in this coffin that looks kind of like her. Well, it's... That's a sarcophagus. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but, um... I, I, I think the uh, body naturally tends, like a, you know, you got a piece of wood, it starts to petrify. Yeah. But for bodies, mm-hmm. 
You uh, mummify. Uh, bodies motherfucking mummify. That's the way it goes. But I thought you had to, like, do something special to them, like bandages. Well, that's in Egypt and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's like, uh, horror movies and stuff. Uh, the mummy, you know? Uh, the uh. living mummy, but, uh, I don't know how, how, how it fucking works in the apartment in Japan. I don't know. Maybe he's got his own style. Police quoted Kojima as saying both his parents died of illness and that he couldn't afford to pay for their funerals as he barely had enough money to live on. Now, that sounds sad, but listen to this. Kojima has been continuing to collect his parents' pensions, police said. Okay, so first it's kind of sad, but then he's collecting all the government. Now, come on. These guys are, come on, Kojima-san. Yeah, right? That's a little... The, these guys are baby boomers, right? Which meant they had really good jobs back in the day. Right. Which right, means right. their pension is probably really good. So both of these pensions, which he's getting paid out, is basically having like three incomes. But that motherfucker don't have no income. He's fucking watching Wait, pornos all day jacking off. It didn't say that he's unemployed. It Usually, did say he's unemployed. Oh, did they really? What? Yeah, yeah. I thought he said that. Anyway, let's move on. Let's uh, we'll we'll get we'll get back to the facts later. Okay, we're telling a story here, bro. All right, all right, all right. So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't have mummies in your house. Don't create a ghost house unless it's Halloween. Yeah, man, it'll end up like House Sue. Well, house my turn. Great uh, movie. I thought we had to. Uh, hmm. No, I already read the story. I know you did, but don't we have to verify the facts for our loyal listeners? Oh, no, I just read everything. That was it. I know, it. but... Uh, Verify. He, he was a, I him? think he was unemployed. No, it doesn't say that. All right, we'll, we'll get back to that later. <laughs> no. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso. And if I'm working, tip me. Uh, my turn? Your turn. My turn. All right. Um, am I supposed to read it like uh, sexy, like I read the, the rum 
No. Romley. Oh, okay. Just read pardon it normal. Pardon, pardon me. No. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get sexy later. Um, unlicensed, uh, unlicensed lodgings remain listed on Airbnb after new law takes effect. Airbnb Incorporated said Thursday that it is still removing thousands quote unquote, of listings from its website for unlicensed private lodgings in Japan as required under a new law that took effect last week to cope with a sharp increase in foreign visitors and a consequent shortage of hotel rooms. The world's leading home share operator says it has continued to delete to delete unregistered lodgings after the government found illegal properties remain listed on the Airbnb web website. If the government makes us aware of any listings with inaccurate registration details, we will remove them immediately, Airbnb said in a statement. We are also working hard to remove listings that do not appear to have a legitimate registration number. Before the new law went into effect last Friday, the company said it had deleted thousands of previously listed lodgings without permission to operate. According to AirB Databank, an online service monitoring the Japanese private lodging market, the number of Japanese listings on Airbnb decreased drastically from some 55,000 as of the end of May to 13,000 shortly before the law took effect. Um, Jeez, man. So thousands of these are being like, like, what are they doing? They're just like unlisting them, right? Well, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, there's got to be like some kind of Airbnb competitor or something where these guys can go to, right? You would think that. You would think, I mean, this is a long article. You want me to keep going? No, I think that's enough. All right. Um, so, I mean, you stayed, you've been staying in Airbnbs for ages. I mean... Right, right, right. You so know, when I come on. to Japan, it's an Airbnb. Yeah. I don't want to fuck around with a hotel. Why not? Um, you get you get safety and they guarantee no bed bugs. That's fine. All right. And that's all good. Um, you know... Because, uh, like, bed bugs right now is becoming a problem. Where? In Japan. Because of the, uh, call it, the uh, Airbnbs, they say. I... Uh, I I've stayed in a f- quite a few Airbnb Airbnbs. Mm. I've never had bed bug problems. That's never. awesome. No, That's great. I mean, if I had fucking, you know, you don't get bed bugs or crabs. I've never had that experience. And if I did, you I went crabs. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, if I no, I have not. Uh, I, <laughs> Neither have I. Luckily uh, to say, and it, you know, if I did once, I wouldn't do it again. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, I've never had a problem with Airbnb. Um, I mean, of course, one of the cool things is it's a bit cheaper. I mean, Japan's a fucking safe place. Yeah. You don't have uh, scumbags trying to pull a flim flam or rip you off. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the Airbnbs are usually quite safe. They're usually pretty clean. They're cheaper. But one of the coolest things, the thing that I like about it the most is like, you're in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know. You're not in some kind of tourist area, uh, for the most part. You're in a neighborhood, and um, that's what's appealing about it to me. You get to kind of feel and experience the vibe of the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you, you know, in Japan they have all these kind of neighborhood bars, small bars, mm-hmm. which might fit five, six people, maybe a little more. But you know, if you get adventurous, mm-hmm. you can go into those places. 
You meet people, you get drunk, it's a fun fucking time, Mm -hmm. and uh, you really get to experience the vibe of the culture, not just in Japan, but of that individual place and neighborhood and of the time that you are there. Yeah. Does that make a little bit of sense? No, it does. It it completely does. I mean, that totally opens up the whole idea of why Airbnb is superior compared to hotels. Um, But yeah, the one thing about hotels that I do like is the safety, which we don't have to worry about in Japan, though. But in other countries, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, I I like that it'd be like a a front door guy or whatever. Then again, when I was in New York, I did get robbed. Well, I didn't get robbed, but my wife's makeup got stolen by a a cleaning lady. So you know what? Weird. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing the show, too. So the thing is that kind of just shot holes in my whole safety thing. So yeah, no matter what, you know, I guess you're at risk. I mean, you know, you're not, I mean, you don't have somebody in your place and your shit every day. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. And um, so that, you know, Hmm. That but, cuts down on uh, op- opportunities in which some motherfucker might try to rob you, correct? That's true. Well, yeah, a cleaning person. God damn it. That, that really sucked. We love is, cleaning pr- people. Yeah, yeah. We, we need love them. cleaning people. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, try- everybody's trying to do their thing. Uh, and But, um, you know, uh, sometimes uh, sticky fingers, you know? Yeah, I guess. But the thing is, I, I'm really concerned about this because it says... That there's a sharp increase in uh, people coming to Japan. There's a huge increase in tourism. I mean, everybody knows that that's here. I'm sure you've seen tons of tourists in your 10 days being here. Well, and the thing is, compared to like the previous times. Now, think about this, though. If the article says that there's a shortage of hotels and then that uh, they're closing down Airbnb, that's going to be a huge problem with people wanting to come here. You know, I guess they're trying to like put a cap on how many people can visit, you know? I Cause that, if you can't get a hotel, what the fuck are you going to do? So here's the thing. I don't know where the, you know, uh, here's the thing. I read this article previously mm-hmm. and as someone who stays in an Airbnb, I've stayed in hotels too. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem. Uh, great time, you know, of course, but... Um, the, the, uh, this article in particular, it's kind of like, uh, who, uh, you know, I got the feeling the, uh, Japanese Ministry of Propaganda might have put in it, put it out, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, there's, so one, I have heard complaints of, of, from residents of Koenji, it's like, oh god, it's tourist season, all the gaijin are out, and it's like, <laughs> really? I'm not that far away from being a tourist, really, like, I've stayed enough, lo- uh, stayed long enough where I'm accepted in my community and have plenty of friends, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've heard, uh, you know, you know, all the tourists around, and those, those motherfuckers, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, wow, uh, really? well, that, I mean, that's kind of rude <laughs> to some of the residents. And the, these are other gaijin as well. Yeah, but Koenji is like really gaijin friendly. There's tons of people that go to Japan just to visit Koenji. Yes, yes. And um, but, you know, uh, sometimes you come to I've experienced this myself. You come to Japan, you're uh-huh. you're you're amped up, you know, you're feeling good. You're um you know, you're you're you've got your streeters. You're drinking out on the street, and you're a little bit more boisterous than a normal person might be. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of pick those guys out of the crowd. But here's where the the entire article's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, there's more foreigners, and there's a shortage uh, shortages of places to stay. Well, then 
you would there would need to be more Airbnbs to accommodate the influx of fucking foreigners. So uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, when you have more people coming in, mm-hmm. you need more places for them to stay. But the <clears throat> government is clamping down on on Airbnbs, which I think is uh, uh, I think the ho- Japanese hotel industry has taken a hit. And because of all these Airbnbs, people would prefer to stay there. They're cheaper. You get to stay in cool neighborhoods. So the government's kind of clamped down as a way to try to um, not just keep the hotels in business, but Mm. to keep them profitable Mm. and to grease the wheels. Well, that's a good point. And another thing is, all right, if they kill off all these Airbnbs and the hotels in uh, Tokyo are maxed out, I think maybe the people that are really complaining are the hotels that are in the suburbs, you know, like Yokohama, Chiba, Saitama. These hotels, probably nobody ever stays at these hotels and shit. So the thing is, for for like Airbnb to like be, for it to be eliminated, all these people that are coming to Japan, they already bought tickets or they want to come to Japan for this or that, or even, we haven't even touched the Olympics, the influx of people. Uh, so maybe like 100,000 people plus coming here and stuff right, just for two right, weeks. Right, right, there, right. Maybe more. But the thing is, in that case, all these other hotels out there are going to get a lot of business. Well, and they pay taxes. Airbnb doesn't. Right. Well, I imagine that the, uh, you know, I mean, probably specifically Airbnb doesn't pay taxes. But the people who are providing the Airbnbs have to pay taxes on their income. I don't know. I'm not a fucking e- economist. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the thing is, I think, you know, one of the problems that they're having in New York and other places. Bed is bugs. That, well, <laughs> there's, my, there's, there's dirty ass bed, bed bugs. Uh, dirty ass neckbeard hipsters, but here's the pro. Here, yeah. Here's the issue, mm-hmm. I guess, is and from what I've heard is that you know, so instead of renting out uh, open plate, you know, open places to residents, yeah, Airbnb providers want to rent it out to uh, tourists mm-hmm. because you get more money. You get fifty percent or sixty percent more money. You might be able to rent a place for. Eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. Oh, the apartment, the buildings themselves. Yes, and yes, stuff renting yes. out to regular people to yes. rent it out to tourists only. Yes, or visitors. yes, yes. And you know, you make more money that way. You make 50, 60, 70 percent more money renting it out on an Airbnb. So it's as not a, just somebody's a, house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. As opposed to just uh, some Japanese resident. So mm. you know, it it lifts. You know, in, it increases rent prices, so it's mm. it, it's complicated. Uh, I'm not saying I'm I'm innocent in this deal, but uh, oh no, you're staying at an Airbnb. Well, <laughs> I, I, I am transitioning. You know, I, I did I tell you, bro? I'm transitioning. Yeah, you're getting a new apartment well, uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah, well, yes, that uh, you know, maybe I'm doing some other types of transitioning as Are well. You really? Um, you know, transitioning to like. Uh, you know, a higher consciousness, if you will. What? You're not going to do a uh, yink, yink with your wrist or something? Anyway, we'll talk about that after the show. Yeah. I don't want to bring anybody down. Like, well, then again, if this is your first hey, and last we're, appearance. We're positive people. No, this is not my last, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I got to cut you off. I intend on hunt, haunting you for the the rest of your days, bro. Dude, I would love to have friend ghost. That would be awesome. <laughs>
Frank goes to be great. Like, hey, Sean, what, what's the uh, winning like lotto Casper? numbers? Well, yeah, yeah, like hey, Casper. man, well, you know, I'll just be, uh, well, yeah, I don't want to be a ghost, man. I want to be a real friend. How yeah, you, you are a real friend yeah. already. But if you ever died and stuff, you're more than welcome to be my ghost friend. All right. Well, you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, sometimes, uh, have you heard about, uh, you know, we talked about Yeti rape. No God! On the show, Jesus and I mean, Christ. maybe I'm cutting you off from this. There's a rum. you know, spirit, you know, kind of a ghost bad. rape too. Ghost there's rape. a whole lot of different types what of rape. What kind of porno are you watching? And there's, a, you know, <laughs> rape is not funny under any circumstances. Well, this is that. kind of funny right this here. Is ghost a, rape is just... this is this is a serious topic here. But um, anyway, let's keep going with the news. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, uh, ghost rapes later. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's definitely in the next one. Okay, story number three. Now, this is pretty interesting. <clears throat> now, Japan Japan is, has been famous for whiskey and sake and shochu for a long time. I mean, Japan knows how to make booze. All right, but... It's uh, a fact. Can I ask a question? Sure. Um, is Japan famous for whiskey dick? Um, I think... <laughs> Anybody that consumes whiskey has experienced whiskey dick. That so, is a fact so as well. Whiskey dick is famous in Japan. Well, it's actually more famous in Georgia. <laughs> yes, Georgia. Right. Well, I imagine. Oh no! Wait, no. I mean, Kentucky. Do we have a lot of? Do we have a lot of listeners in Georgia, Kentucky? We got wit listeners from all over the world, man. Well, uh, all right. Well, we don't want. You know, we want some. Uh, we want to know your experiences and. Kentucky and Georgia, you know, we want to know about your experiences. And whiskey with dick. That. Everybody's whiskey experienced dick. it. <laughs> if you're over 21 in the States, you've experienced it. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, moving on. So, Japan is no, is no, um, well, okay, Japan knows alcohol very well. Japan's been making booze, amazing booze, for fucking thousands of years, millions of years, billions of years. And, um, yeah, what's, do you have your favorite uh, sake? No, I just like I just like beer, bro. Beer? I, I, oh, what's your favorite I'm, Japanese beer? I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm from San Francisco. I don't keep. I don't want to keep saying. That. Anyway, uh, I like. Um, I just like cheap beer, bro. Coors, Paps, Budweiser. Uh, Miller, Miller Genuine Draft. I'm not getting into all these IPAs and shit like. Uh, uh, like these dirty neck beard hipsters. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't want to be. I just, love uh, IPAs. <laughs> I don't, I'm not into that, man. I mean, uh, you drink an IPA, it takes you an hour. I want to drink, I want to drink a six pack in an hour. Okay, that's how I like to get off, man. All right, then I'm gonna assume your favorite beer is Kirin. Uh, 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 Kirin, Asahi. You know, uh, any of that dope shit. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm more of an Asahi super dry myself, but uh, here we go. Japan researchers develop what could become the world's number one first wood liqueur. Tokyo. That's good. Yes. Researchers in Japan have developed a technique for making alcohol by fermenting wood, paving the way for the creation of the world's first wood liqueur. Oh, man. So when you go into a bar and you say, give me a stiff drink, well, next you're going to get wooden drink, I well, guess. Well, you know, um, uh, it seems like uh, implied within this article, within the scientific research, mm-hmm. they've found a cure to whiskey dick. <laughs> like putting a little wood in there? Well, giving you, you a woody? Get, you know, yeah. You get man, a woody, right? I mean, you get that fucking... 
You know, your the roots are in the earth, and your you know the uh, your branches are reaching to the stars. Oh man, the safety of the product, which carries the distinctive aroma of the type of wood it is made from. Oh, that's cool. Um, as a drink is yet to be confirmed. Hopefully, you don't go blind. But the Forestry and Forest Products Research Institute hopes people will be toasting with it in the near future. Well, um, bioethanol, also an alcohol. Ethanol. It's ethanol. It's bioethanol? Yeah. My bad. That's like a, like a gas. You could put that shit in your car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethanol. Yeah, that's what it says right here. Bioethanol. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt (laughs) you, buddy. No, it's all good. Um, Also, an alcohol made from wood has long existed as a fuel. It is made using heat and sulfuric acid, making the product unsuitable for drinking. Okay, so you got to be careful when you drink this. One shot. Some motherfuckers in Georgia or Kentucky have... uh, down a few slugs of some fucking ethanol. Yeah, it's called moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> the technique developed by the institute does not require the use of such a harmful substance or or heating, which takes away the unique scent of the wood used. Okay, cool. So they're taking away the impurities and they're adding the wood. So you're gonna get like, for example, if you drink a shot of one made from oak, it's gonna have like an oaky taste, kind of like a whiskey. If you get one that's like made an from oaky f- from finoki. No, like an oaky. Do you know that's like. Like an oak taste. You know, like have you ever had a Maker's Mark? I, I grew up on Oak Street, bro. Keep going. All right. All right. <laughs> but but the thing is, the thing is, though, like fucking every different kind of whiskey tastes a little bit different depending on like the kind of wood that they use. Like Japanese, there's uh, one Japanese whiskey called, uh, I think it's Ichiro. Ichiro, Ichiroban, it's a really nice, expensive uh, whiskey, but it's, they only use Japanese wood for their crates, right? Mm-hmm. Or for their barrels. Right. So it's got this really very, very fine wood taste. It's, this is unique. It's really, really delicious. It's, it's, it's got this beautiful aftertaste. Do you recommend it? Yes, even though I, I can't remember the name. It's Ichiro or Ichiban. <laughs> Somebody Google it. <laughs> Somebody, let's see, that's why we need an intern. Well, um, you know, uh, yeah, I. I am Ichiban Sensei, so I'll look into that for you afterwards. Keep going, bro. All right, sweet. All right, the final pro. All right, the final product of the two-week process is a liquid with an alcohol content of twenty percent and a unique aroma of the ingredient wood. Quote: We can find a new appeal in trees if we can create a tasty alcohol drink from them," said Yurichiro Otsukawa. Wait, uh, can I just cut in there? Isn't that another reason to fucking cut down trees? We want to we want to keep trees. They provide us oxygen. Now we just got another reason to cut down trees. Well, I mean, Japan drinks a lot of alcohol. I'm sure they're not going to use Japanese trees. They're probably going to use the Russian trees. Did well, you know most of the wood that comes into Japan is from Russia? Uh, yeah, but I mean, so maybe uh, the you maybe want, the you wood, want some maybe, fucking yeah Chernobyl fucking uh, uh, radioactive Russian trees here. That's going to be one hell of a drink. <laughs> can I just say one thing, man? I'm yeah, you, yeah, I, I watched right. a lot of wrestling, yeah. wrestling when I was growing up. Uh-huh. All the time, the Russians were the bad guys. The most despicable bad guys. I thought the Sheik was the bad one. He, well, he was teamed up with a Russian. And uh, if you watch NWA wrestling, Ivan Koloff, Nikita Koloff. Did you just say NWA? Yeah, NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Oh, okay. Not not uh, the the rap hey, group. Hey, hey, hey. I love them too, yeah. um, but uh, the National Wrestling Alliance, Nikita Koloff, Ivan Koloff, they uh, the Russians, some of the mo- the most despicable heels 
you know, in the business, they weren't really Russian. They're from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, the Midwest. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the whole thing is, uh, you know, I've, I can't trust a Russian person anymore. Oh, dude, Russians are awesome people. I've I've met beautiful Russian women. Dude, you got to meet. I, I've got some. I, Russian... I'm afraid they're gonna pick my pocket. They're not gonna do that. No, I've got some Russian friends who are amazing I, I, people. I, I got. Uh, you know, we got listeners in Russia. Uh, Hundreds of them. I assume they're great people. They're amazing it's, people. It's a great hockey country, but the, these years of watching pro wrestling, man, it's uh, uh, you know damaged you, me. You, you do know I pro wrestling's kind of fake, though, right? What is wrestling's fake? Yeah, some of it. Oh well, <laughs> so I'm sure. I need, all right. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, are there good therapists in Japan? There, I don't know. I've never seen a therapist. Maybe I need one though. Well, I, I need uh, about five. So let, I'm sorry huh? to diverge. Let's keep going, man. And, all uh, right. The rush. We love the rush people. We want peace all throughout this. The world and uh, North Korea, uh-huh. uh, uh, communism, Marxism. Let's just get over our differences. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and get faded. All right, here we go. Story number four. Man, do you want me to read this one? Do you uh, want to read it? Uh, am I supposed to read it? Yeah, it's it's kind of short. Uh, all right. Wait, what is it? What, what's it all about here? Let's talk about it. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Man, presumed dead. Returns home a year after family cremated wrong body. Yeah, that's true. Think about that homecoming, man. Well, this guy comes home. His fucking mother and father, they're dropping down on their knees crying. They thought that motherfucker's dead. They did. <laughs> they did. They cremated him. They had the funeral. Do you know, do you know how much a the, funeral costs in Japan? They're crying. I'm crying. It's a good story. It's so good. It's beautiful. I, I mean, it's got maybe, a twist. Uh, maybe I'm too drunk. Yeah, you anyway. are. <laughs> it's all right, though. <laughs> a man in his 40s who was reported missing last year and later found, then confirmed dead by police and his family who had him cremated, has shocked his family by returning home alive and well. Wow, that's pretty shocking. That's dope, man. I mean, uh, do you know the band Sirith Ungool? No. They're a dope... We're gonna, why don't we put a link to Sirith Ungool on the site? Is it a Japanese band? No, it's an American band, but they have a song called I'm Alive. Well, I'm sure Metallica <laughs> had a couple, Trapped yeah. Under Ice. That's good, but I'm Alive, I think, encapsulates the whole thing of this really? article. <coughs> anyway, let's keep going. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, according to police reports, the man in his 40s went missing from his home in Matsudo, Chiba Prefecture last year. His family filed a missing reper- missing persons report immediately after, and police had been searching for his whereabouts. 
On on June 21, 2017, police found an unconscious man in the Edo River in Tokyo's Katsushika Ward. His facial and body features matched those reported by the family of the missing man in his 40s. The man found in the river passed away shortly after he was taken to the hospital. There was no ID on him. Oh, man. What do you think happened to him? Uh, dude probably got drunk and fell in the river. That happens out there. Uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> All right. He was sober and he was swimming in a business uh, suit. I don't know, man. There's, uh, you know, you end up you end up floating a river in Japan. There's uh, probably some, uh, no, some a lot of origins people... of that. Uh... No, a lot of people commit suicide jumping into the river. It's a thing. Yeah. And then in Osaka, people jump in the river if the tigers win. Yeah, but uh, you know, there's a whole another thing about uh, anyway. Yeah, you know, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, somebody's wearing concrete boots too. The family of the missing man, including his wife and two other relatives, were called by police to identify the body, which they did, confirming there that there's no mistake that that was him. The man's status then went from missing to dead, with drowned listed as the cause of death. His body was handed over to the family and subsequently cremated. That was the end of the story. All right, that's the end of the story. Wait, 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 hold on. Until he came back to his family alive and well on June 6th. Could you imagine? So, wait, how long was he gone for? Uh, That's complicated math, man. I can't, uh, you figure it out. Okay, let's see here. On June 6th, the police were following the car. So, okay, so one year, basically. So June 21st, he disappeared, and then June 6th, he returned. So almost a year to the day. So in that case, where could he go for a year? You think he was on vacation somewhere? Well, He's yeah. like, you know what? I'm fucking so sick of my job, and my parents are driving me trouble, and I'm just, ah, oh, I just got to get out of town. So he just bought a plane ticket and fucking went to Hawaii for about a year. Maybe he worked at a restaurant, maybe a hotel or something, ran out of money, fucking had some bad relationships and stuff. And he's like, fuck, I got to come back and shit. Comes back, and all of a sudden his parents are like, what the fuck? It's a ghost. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure his parents were happy to see him, but, I mean... Really seemed like a great son. He was blowing off his mom and dad for a year. Didn't even give him a fucking call or send any gifts or anything. Or an email or a postcard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a postcard like, from the edge. I don't know. Uh, this this has got a ring of some funny business. No, no. I just think that the guy's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> no, I read this whole article twice, dude. And basically, yeah, he just disappeared and shit. He came back and he's like, "Hey, what's happening?" and stuff. And his parents are just like, they they freaked out. And then the cops realized that they um they uh, got one missing guy confused with this guy who was. Uh, but well, his, fa- guy guy. his fucking family confirmed it. It's not his mom and dad, but so, you know, I I guess it's hard to identify a oh, bloated shit. corpse. Well, even his wife. Yeah, even his wife could said that. that Maybe was him. she was happy to see him gone, man. You yeah, know? Ma- dude, I think it was like a, like some kind of a fight, you know. And she's like, "Yeah, he's dead." Remember, again- I said about the funny business. Well, That's the funny business. Or maybe, think about this. I mean, life insurance <coughs> in Japan is really good. Mm. So the thing is, maybe if he faked his death, the wife gets this huge like inheritance, right? Or not inheritance, but this huge like. Um, What's it called? Uh, life insurance settlement. Right, 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 right. But then, right, right, then right. she spent it all, right? And she didn't give him a cut or too big of, enough of a cut and shit, and so he came back. Which means she's going to go to jail. I, you know, I don't Possibly. Know, I don't... I, uh, there's a little bit of a... You know, it... 
the stench of something unpure is going on here. Uh, some funny business. No, I think and, you're thinking uh, too hard. I don't think there's any funny business, dude. Uh, you know, uh, dude, I've I've done this show for years and shit. I'm, People do I'm weird not, shit like this, well, like just disappear all the time. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but the jig is up, so to speak. You know. Yeah, I think it's insurance. I think it's a whole insurance scam. Well, they're gonna have to pay it back now. The motherfucker's alive. Yeah, I know. Yeah, totally. So I think the wife was in on it, but the parents weren't. Uh, hey man, that's a hell of a homecoming though. I'll say that. Yeah, I'd like. You know, my parents have are deceased. Mm-hmm. I, it'd be a hell of a surprise if I see him at my door. Okay, let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> no, we've all seen. Yeah, my mother, and my stepmother's deceased too. So uh, yeah, well, I would you be surprised shit. they show up at the door? Yeah, I just hey, thought Johnny, that. Uh, we've been on a fucking cruise. Well, uh, she doesn't speak English, been? so that'd be fucking weird. If she started speaking English. <laughs> But, oh man. Okay, so Mario Kart go-kart driver mounts pavement causing serious damage in accident. This story, of course, took place in Tokyo. There's an epidemic of Mario Kart drivers all the time, all throughout the day, especially at night. Do we and need to provide so, a little context here? No, they know it. They All right. Dude, this is Cafe Japan. They know. I know. But it's like, uh, so every tourist, they want to take the great pictures and uh, have the great experience of doing actual Mario Kart on the streets of Tokyo, correct? Yeah, and they get in car accidents when they start doing selfies. And and I mean, I even think the, one of the times previous I hosted the show and, and you know, Princess Peach fucking wiped out, you know, and uh, she, oh. she fucked up. So. Yeah, yeah, it was a girl from Vietnam that crashed into a police box. Yeah. Out of all the places to crash into, but this yeah. one's a little different. I mean, you know, we don't want to make any... Wait, no, she was a Vietnamese girl that crashed yeah, into a right, police right, box. That's right. a fact. I mean, <laughs> you know, we don't want... Uh, you're right, you're right. You're absolutely right. We, we're we not trying to make any... Cast any aspersions about certain types of drivers or anything. That's all I've, no, I want to say. <laughs> Princess fact. Peach just might not be as good a driver as fucking Donkey Kong, and he's a gorilla. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> if you've ever been to Tokyo, chances are you've probably seen a fleet of go-karts on the roads with drivers dressed up in onesies to look like characters from Nintendo's popular Mario Kart series on racing video games. <clears throat> Whenever by- I was a tourist, I never wanted to do that, though. I kind of did. <laughs> Run by a go-kart company called Mario Kart, the driver driving experience is a hit with foreign tourists and a score and a sore point for Nintendo, who is currently seeking a 10 million yen in compensation for the company and possible copyright infringement. Do you know how little that is, 10 million yen? Well, why don't you break it down for our loyal, God-fated podcast listeners? It's $100,000. That's not a lot. Why don't exactly. you just pony up and pay the money? I mean, everybody needs their cut, you know? Grease the wheels. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, good. <coughs> Grease the wheels, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't understand the whole thing, though. It's like uh, you see these guys, these tourists, and they're mm-hmm. dressed up like fucking Mario or, you know, and Luigi. And, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit of Italian discrimination there. But let's not get into that. But, you know, these motherfuckers have to, they're driving in the go-karts. They're waving everybody like they're fucking superstars or something. It's like, come on. Well, at first it was pretty cool. But no, I mean, driving around town in a go-kart would be kind of cool. <coughs> but, you know, it would the be whole cool. Mario Kart thing, dressed up as Mario. I, I've got clients, and if they saw me do that shit, I'd get fucking... They'd be like, listen, we can't do business with you anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, man. But, um, you know, it's got to be kind of fun, right? Being in a go-kart. I wouldn't dress up as Mario, but fucking... 
cruising down the streets and shit. Cruising down the street in my 6'4". Uh, like that? NWA. Like that? Yeah, there we like, go. I mean, that'd be a little bit cooler. Why yeah. don't they, you know, if this company wants to really do some business, yeah. why don't they do like a NWA cart? You know, you could dress up like easy. Where you get like a fucking AK and shit and you can do drive-bys <laughs> well, or something. you get a like... low rider and you got some, uh, you know. You, hydraulics? Uh, some hydraulics bum, and, bum, some, bum. and some fucking... Um, uh, what? Uh, yeah, some, you know, some boomsticks in the back. No, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, uh, man, well, let's do our own company. Yeah, you, know, you know, if we did that, NWA Ice Cube would probably sue us. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want. That guy get, likes money. I don't want to get uh, on the wrong side of the gorillas of the mist. Oh Jesus! Okay, here we go. That's a song. It's not. A, I thought Gorillas of the Mist was a band. Uh, it might have been a Ice Cube. Spinoff. Oh god, Ice Cube's Predator. That was such a great. That's a good one, right? Yeah. DJ Muggs. No, oh, Predator was so good. Yeah, geez. All right, I, I could talk about nineties. All right, rap let's let's. Uh, we'll listen to some uh, uh, Golden Age of Hip Hop, nineties hip hop after the show. All right, sounds all good. Right, let's keep going. For locals in Japan, opinions <coughs> are divided over foreign tourists driving the modified vehicles around an unfamiliar city. Especially after an incident, uh, an intense... Huh? I, I need a little water. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's right over there. Mikasa well, Esukasa. How, 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 how about this big water jug here? Can yeah, you get water from the water jug? Push the button. Right. Here you go. Here we go. All right, thank you. Okay. Uh, where am I? Especially after an increase in accidents, which include a Mari Kart driver hitting a parked car and another foreign visitor driving into a sidewalk and running into a wall of a police box, which prompts the transport ministry to look into strengthening safety measures for the vehicles. Currently, drivers are under no obligation to use seatbelts or wear helmets while driving the go-karts on the road. So if you crash, you die. Um, with every new incident comes a renewed debate into the topic for the safety of the mini-kart service. And on April 30th, it was reported that another foreign tourist had got themselves into trouble yet again, this time mounting a sidewalk and crashing besides a storefront in Tokyo's Busy Rapongi district. Can I can I cut in? Yeah, like, you got to be on this side of the mic. They can't. Uh, they can't hear it you. Only, uh, it only goes on. Uh, it's, it's, it's a circular mic. All right. No, right, I've right, got to right, set right, it. This, right. So it's pardon me, pardon okay. me, loyal listeners. Um, you know, usually you when you use the term mounting, it's not driving on a sidewalk. It isn't if it's a go kart. It's well, a go kart term. Don't oh, you write go kart? No, I'm joking. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know. Often the term is associated with Yeti rape. <laughs> Yeti rape? What's right. with you in Yeti rape? Well, Jesus you know, Christ. come on. I mean, I'm trying to keep this, a straight face here. This stuff happens in the, in, the, in the wilds of Canada. I'm trying to reveal <laughs> I, it to our listeners. And, I know uh, what's going on here. Right, you are right, still, right, you're right. still bitter about your plane flight, right? About your flight here. And so anyway, I don't have anything against Canadians. I <laughs> no, love hockey. No, but you don't like the Yetis because the plane is being driven by Yetis, right? Well, I, I, hey, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't want to be raped by a Yeti. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants well, to be raped yeah, by Yeti. Yeah, I mean, those motherfuckers have big dicks. Yeah, I'm sure they do. All right. The Yetis. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, who mounted who on the go-kart? What happened? Okay, okay. Somebody fucking drove, on to, it drove into the Koban. 
All right, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just get to that. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm so right, lost in this article. Okinawa, all right, all right, I'm sorry, incident. it's my fault. No, 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 no. Well, with every new incident comes a renewed debate over I just spread this. Twitter users were quickly to capture the scene on camera with police from the local Azbu police station arriving to assist the damage and make a report of the incident. Azbu, that's a very, very expensive area. Um, although Rapongi kind of is too. But if she ran into this area what, right Princess here. Princess Peach crashed again? <laughs> probably was. Did it, you know? I wish they told you us like who, who yeah, it was. Yeah, would be. Yeah, I mean, we do you know need, any jokes we can make from that? If it was Princess uh, Peach, yeah, we need a little bit more truth in. Or if it was uh, Toad, my God, Toad. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, now, who's that little mushroom guy? Toad. He's Toad. I can't believe I'm telling the King Otaku about Mario. Yes, that, that was Toad. But he's a fucking mushroom. How's he a fucking Toad? Because they're both the same size. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I, I guess I don't know. Um, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, the picture shows that the driver ran into Malibin's British Fish and Chip Shop, <laughs> which is less than 200 meters away from the famous Rapongi Crossing intersection and directly opposite the busy Tokyo Midtown Shopping and Restaurant Complex. That's well, a very expensive area. They, According they, hold on, to, hold on. The yep. guy just wanted a little fish and chips. Give him a break. Yeah, but like I think he broke his collarbone. According to <laughs> Azubu. fucked up, guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did get fucked up. You gotta be careful in those little Mario cards. Well, you know, and uh, you don't get three lives. <laughs> you know, you get when, one, you're, when game you're doing over. Mario Kart, Toad's a fucking dirty motherfucker. He fucking he doesn't he doesn't race. He's not following all the rules. He'll fucking sideswipe you, and the next thing you know, you spin out, and you're in fucking the fish and chips place. Oh, God, totally. Here we go. According to the Asbu police, the incident, which occurred at approximately 7.30 p.m., involved a driver in her 30s from Singapore. So it's a girl from Singapore who had arrived in Japan the previous day. The driver, who was in the second cart of a five-vehicle fleet, mounted the sidewalk. There, there we you go. go. Yeah. Yep. That motherfucker trying to mount the... Poor Vietnamese woman. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. I saw that movie. Uh, mounted the sidewalk and crashed into a signboard, damaging the sign before crashing into a wall next to the shop window. The driver was transported to the hospital for minor injuries, and there were no injuries to passerbys. Thank God. That would suck, dude. If you got hit by a fucking Mario Kart and you lost your leg, do you know everybody, everybody that you talk to, they're like, hey, man, how'd you lose your leg? And you're like, Wario did it. That's that's horrible. Well, uh, if anybody fucked you up, it'd probably be Wario. Definitely. Well, Wario, yeah, definitely. That guy's a dick. Wario is a schmuck. Oh, man. So, Sean, welcome back, and uh, welcome yeah, to yeah, the yeah. Got Fitted Japan family. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be able to contribute any way, in any way I can, and to... Uh, yeah, you're going to be doing it, like, every three weeks. Hang so, yeah. out with my buddy. <laughs> I mean, Hell yeah. I want to hang out with you. See, that's what this show is uh, all about. I just want to hang out with you. That's the whole reason I came to Japan, so I could be with you. Bro. Oh, man. I wish everybody said that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We're having a good time. Let's cheers. Cheers, man. man. Oh, man. So, all right, faders, thank you very much for tuning in to the Got Faded Japan podcast. For all you new faders out there, uh, thank you. Sincerely. Sincerely. We sincerely thank you. There's a lot of sin in sincerely. And, um, well, how about you just, uh, if you like the show... Why not tell your friends about it? I think this was a good show. I thought there was a lot of a lot of laughs, some guffaws, mm-hmm. some giggles, and uh, tell your friends about it. And um, or don't, or just fuck off. <laughs>
<laughs> They'll tell. <laughs> They'll tell. Then their then their friends and family no, are all no, fucked no. up there. We're po- we're positive here. You know, there's a lot of negativity in the world. We're trying to keep things positive here to empower you, to empower ourselves, mm-hmm. and to to uh, do good deeds, to think kind thoughts, right? That's right. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing today. Well, uh, that God, rum is such yeah, a good drink. It really yeah, makes you an, positive. Uh, yeah, that's why they call it the spirits. We're getting positive here. It's like a happy drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a happy, and it's Okinawa. You know, people in Okinawa live longer because they're happy. Uh, well, Maybe because they drink I, this I, shit. I, I mean, it's a, I, uh, well, it's an island lifestyle, but, uh, you know, they... Uh, the uh, what I've heard is mm-hmm. the old people keep fit because they're fighting a bunch of fucking bats in the night. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> well, I thought it was a Sasquatch, but whatever. Well, the you, know, you gotta you gotta fight Sam Squanches and fucking uh, <laughs> uh, 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 rape. Uh, you gotta you know uh, you gotta well, that's a Canadian the... thing. They don't they don't have to worry about that in in uh, Okinawa. And that's why they live longer. It's the Canadians that you know living in. In, in the mountains, they gotta worry about the fucking uh, rapist yetis. Those goddamn yetis. Yeah, and the, uh, yetis. You know, there's a there's a whole population of yetis that are kind. They they, they, listen, they download our show. Well, Damn, if a yeti downloads our show, you know, I'm fucking in. Well, you know, uh, 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 can I cut in here? Sure. Well, you know, because uh, yetis don't use computers, bro. But uh, their whole thing is uh, <laughs> telepathy. Tele- so you know they they can tune in on a telepathic level, mm-hmm. and they agree with us. They're like, yeah, those guys know how the Yeti population works. <laughs> no, ninety nine point eight percent of Yetis are good, law abiding Yetis. They don't bother anybody. They you know they keep to themselves. They you know they uh, pluck, f- they get vegetables and roots from the ground. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, they come across a deer and they break the deer's neck to eat a raw deer. But that's just the circle of life, nature. But there's like a 1.5% of yetis mm-hmm. that are fucking rapists. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they, they rape each other. Make microphones. They rape, they rape people. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you think that mic is big. <laughs> it is a big mic. Uh, you know, uh, so the the whole thing is uh, rape is not funny in any way. And uh, we don't want to uh, we don't want our listeners to think we're making fun of it. But, uh, you know, there is a danger out there in the backwoods of Canada, uh, uh, Canada and it's a uh, uh, fucking rapist Yeti. So be careful out there, our fellow Canadians. Um, and uh uh, stay away from Yeti rape. Yeah, stay away from that. Yeah, those guys are dicks. Yeah, fucking schmucks. All right, faders. On that note, we'll definitely see you next week. And once again, a very, very massive shout out to all our Patreon people, Patreon faders that are supporting yeah, the show. Yeah, uh, faders are good people. They you are. Know, if they're uh, j- got faded Japan faders. I, well, all faders are fucking good people. Well, probably you're right. All right, you're right. Especially if they listen to Got Faded Japan. And on that note, faders, we'll see you next week. Peace. Is that good? A little, little thing at the end? A little ching? ching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheers, bro. All right. <laughs> oh, brother, a goddamn shit so convincer. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it!